Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with... Who the fuck was on last week? I don't even remember. Will. Will. Last week's episode with Will. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks for coming back. If you are new to the show, however, I'm glad you're here too. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. My friend Justin is on the show today. And for those of you who don't already know Justin, do me a favor and yourself a favor. Before you listen to this conversation, if you can, just pause this and stop by his website and check out just some of his stuff. He's a bunch of, he does uh, animation and short film and some cool stuff and it would be good if you kind of had an idea of what he was doing before listening to this because we talk about it a lot. So, pause this if you can, stop by his website, which is justinanixon.com. I'll have a link on the page. And he also has a Vimeo that's at vimeo.com slash justinanixon. If you can. If you can't, just listen and be sure to watch later. Anyways, he's on the show today, and we're going to talk a lot about all the stuff that he's doing and how he got into it, because it kind of blows my mind. It's really, really intimidating on a really awesome level. I've never known anybody to do the kind of stuff that he's doing, and he's, he's pretty dedicated. He's really into it, super passionate, and this is a really cool conversation. So, okay, well, I guess that's that. Just uh, sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! <laughs> When it gets good, I'll start it. When it gets done, it'll be done. <laughs> cool. So, where do you want to be in 20 years? Where do I want to be in 20 years? I don't years? know why I thought of that, but let's go with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> where do I want to be in 20 years? A lot of people I'm... go with 10. 20 is a lot more 20 extreme. 20 is so far away. Right? Uh, How old are you now? 26. Okay. So, that's like almost double your life yeah yeah i mean because you I, don't really start living until you're like six anyways that's fair right <laughs> memory even older yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me i think it was like 23 okay um, <laughs> uh but in 20 i have no idea who i'm gonna be in 20 years okay that's crazy, that's crazy. Right. i did like now so p- present justin if yeah. there's any part of present justin left uh i would like to be uh working on creative things in a warm climate uh, okay and so so you you don't want to stay in pittsburgh no i don't uh, did you grow up here yeah i've been here my whole life where'd you grow up uh peters township okay uh so yeah I, i've been in the city for it'll be oh my god it'll be eight years in december okay and uh I'm ready to try something. It's else. rough. It's there's not much of a an outlet for people that do creative stuff. There's a lot of people that do creative stuff, but I find like it's hard to. Yeah, there's like a I can't. I don't know if there's like a threshold. Yeah, or it's, something. It's weird. It's it seems like it's it's so segregated. There was a band that played that showcase last night called the Van Allen Belt. Okay. Are you familiar with this band? I don't think so. I had never heard of them, but they're playing and they have like projections of music videos that they've done. Wow. Okay. And like the videos are like really well produced. These really creative ideas. The music's cool. It seems like something I'd be into. It's just like a guy with a keyboard, a guy with a bunch of electronics and a girl singing. That sounds sounds excellent. Yeah. It was awesome. And I never heard of them. They've been doing stuff for years and it's like, what the fuck? I'm like one or two like little burrows over from you. I guess they're like more involved in like the Lawrenceville, uh, Garfield, like Brillo box, yeah. kind of like that scene of people. And right. I don't hang out over there. Yeah. But it's, it's like, it's crazy that, uh, for how small the city is. Yeah. It's, 
people still stick to those little tiny boroughs. Yeah, and you get, you know, everyone's like, the city's small and everybody really knows each other, but you don't. Like, you get people that say that, like, oh, you, everybody knows it and the city's small, like you just said. But it's, yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's either bigger than it is or we're just super, super clicky. I think that's... I think it's a Pittsburgh thing. Are you from here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that it's a Pittsburgh thing. Cause like when I moved in, moved to Southside, I, I lived in Southside for five years and I didn't know what East Liberty was. Okay. Like, <laughs> uh, people just around here seem to just stick to, uh, whatever neighborhood they're in and yeah. they'll even stick to the, the, just the side of their neighborhood. Oh yeah. You know, the whole, like, if you have to cross a bridge, I'm not going to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Right. Which is, which is weird. I made a, a point. Uh, like I think four, three or four years ago to be like, I'm going to try other places Yeah, and just, I'm going to broaden the city a little bit. So I live in Bloomfield getting to Southside is not a big deal. Cause I no. just decided to make it not a big deal. It's not a big deal to get anywhere, no, but it's, it's, it's hard when you live in an area that like has things going on, like a nightlife per se, sure. and you can walk home from there. That's like, oh, that's yeah, my thing is like, I mean, it's so ideal, you know, <laughs> am I going to go over to Belvedere's? Or am I going to go down the south side? I'm probably going to go down the south side because I can walk home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just exactly makes it right. simpler Definitely. for going out and exploring. But at the same time, I miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, especially if you're drinking. Yeah. If you're drinking, being able to walk home is the best. <laughs> you just don't want to think about anything. Yeah. There's nothing in the back of your head being like, oh, maybe I should slow down. Nah, I'm just going to walk home. Okay. So the creative stuff that you do. Yeah. Film. Yes. Is there any other creative stuff that I don't know? I, music, obviously, you did. I don't know if you're still yeah, doing um, music. My my involvement in music is a lot less, way less than it used to be. I mostly just play guitar for fun now. Okay. Um, I've attempted to get back in a couple different times. My brother and I started a little project called Watergate. We wrote like four songs, played like three shows, and then it just kind of fizzled out. Film takes up most uh, of my creative energy. I believe it. Yeah. How long have you been doing film? Um, seven years. Okay. I went to, I started in college. Um, I went to college for film. I just, I worked at a bookstore and some people there were film students and they were like, Hey, do you want to come be in my movie? And I said, sure. And I'd never seen a film set before in my life. I was 18. And, uh, I got onto the set and I saw like lights and a camera. I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Cool. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then I signed up for college and I went. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you go to school? Uh, Point Park. Okay. Uh, Did you have any like dramatic interest in film before that? I always liked movies. Okay. Um, My my dad would, like when I was seven, he went out to the library and read Star Wars and then uh, Indiana Jones. And I I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey when I was 12. Sure. and, and things like that. So I always really liked movies. Okay. Um, and I liked stories. I think stories are th- like what really grabbed me. But you didn't like grow up with the desire to make film or like... I didn't even know it was an option. <laughs> yeah. Or like say you weren't like running around with like a camcorder and like doing No, I think I stuff. made like two home movies ever. Okay. Like for fun. Uh, I can remember... I can remember two that I... But I don't think it was... I don't remember it being tied to being like, I want to be a director when I grow up. Yeah, like it, was that. it was just something, something that something happened. I did once. How long have you been playing guitar? Uh, fifteen years. Okay, so that was that was something you were involved with more. Yeah, that was like my f- music was my first love. Okay, my, and uh, my my first look into expression. What was your uh, first favorite band? <laughs> <laughs> I could. All right, do you want? Do you want the cool one or the... Uh... Give, them, give them both. Give them both. <laughs> okay. I, I, I grew up um, in a very conservative Christian home. Okay. So my favorite band ever, first favorite band ever was the Newsboys. Okay, I'm so not familiar like a, with them. As a, a Christian rock band. Okay. Um, and, but what like, what got me into, I would say the more, uh, like secular music and uh, got me going down that path was at the drive-in. Okay. That, like, I think I was 13, and I heard, uh, I heard Relationship of Command, and I never, I was like, you can yell? Sure. When you play music? That's fascinating. <laughs> and then I just, like, <laughs> listened to that guy play guitar, and I was like, I want this. 
<laughs> I want this in my life. Okay. So, um, and that just, that took me off, I think. Did the, uh, the conservative Christian stuff stick with you? No. No. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I just, I've, I've recently, uh, come out as an atheist. Uh, okay. After being involved with that for, with Christianity for 23 years or so. And I, then I moved more to the agnostic, don't really care. And then the more research I did, the more I was like, nah, I can... Okay. Claim now, I think. That's what I was gonna ask you about. Was like, is it like an atheist atheist thing, like for reals, or um, more of an agnostic thing? Or? It's like a, just I, I don't believe that a god exists in the sense that I don't have any evidence that one does. Yeah. So if some if there is a a a greater being, um, I'll take that. I'll take evidence on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm always like a believe it. I'll believe it when I see it kind of guy. And I think that, you know, sure. A lot of people may have these experiences that I have never had and I can't say that they haven't had them, whatever. Oh yeah. If you've had them. Okay. I haven't. That's the thing. They're, they're, they're experiences and, uh, your brain can do some weird stuff. Oh, sure. Um, and I've I've experienced some of those weird Christian things. Um, I witnessed an exorcism when I was thirteen. Really? Uh, yeah, that's pretty intense. Uh, in the family. Okay. Um, so your family's that intense? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then I, I I came to realize that uh, my memories aren't exactly reliable. Okay. Um, I mean, you because like you were thirteen, so everything's yeah. probably really elevated and exaggerated like right your brain's so young it's willing to accept certain things as and a was, reality and i was scared sure so, um and the more uh studies are done about the brain on the brain you, the more we see that memories aren't really uh you're always making up your own story oh yeah like so and in, in your in your head is your brain is just connecting these dots where um it needs it so that you can keep moving forward as a human <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a lot like a like the tv show that you watched as a kid that you loved and then you go back and watch it as an adult and you're like oh this wasn't as good as i remember like it's as, not the yeah, same exact thing right yeah. right because you know more now yeah so uh <laughs> that that goes i feel like that goes away with 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 knowledge is this your uh is your family aware of your uh yeah yeah. yeah. Um, my yeah. They're, Is that rough? They aware. Um, or they just kind of like it's different. Eh, whatever. It's yeah. different. Uh, I don't. I don't relate it, it uh, to them as much now as okay. I as I did because I I don't have I don't share the similar belief system. But yeah. we still love each other very much. And okay, so you're so close. We, yeah, we're so close. We still have, we'll discuss it and like say I love you at the end and that's cool. You know, it's fine. Like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that like religion for the most part to me is like it's a set of at best it's like moral guidelines for people to live their life by and if that's like what you're into if you need that okay yeah it's just i didn't grow up religious at all okay so and like my whole family is like Neh. and gotcha. so i kind of grew up like Meh. right <laughs> right yeah yeah i guess if you, if you can find uh morals for yourself yeah that uh don't encroach on anybody else's uh, freedom and lifestyle as long as they're not hurting anybody either then sure believe whatever you want it's when uh, it's it's when it starts to get like you can't do this thing that doesn't hurt anybody I think one of the fir- the, the biggest thing to like get me out of um, Christianity was homosexuality sure and uh, going to Point Park and meeting a lot of homosexuals and being and just being people and being like they're not doing anything wrong why is this wrong because this says so like well that is not a good reason and i that's what got my questions rolling i think it was like well you you're oppressing people for something that isn't hurting anybody yeah and i don't understand why it's just uh it's insulting uh people that like grew up a certain way and don't know how to process it so they're like yeah and it doesn't even affect them yeah. That's the killer. It's like... <laughs> this it affects affect them because they, they let it affect them. Yeah, like they, I would know. say so. Uh, just people being afraid of 
and I, I, I say these, these like sort of condescending sounding things because, uh, I used to believe this and I know what it's like to feel that way. So, uh, it's interesting knowing that like that bothered me when I was in like early high school. Like I was definitely homophobic. Okay. Um, and because I was taught that it was wrong and, and I didn't know any homosexuals to like show that it's just something that people do in the privacy of their own home. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 And when I understood that, I was like, wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Let's get back into film. Sure. Okay. That was a good little sidetrack. Yeah. yeah. Life, you know, <laughs> But, um, so what are you working on now, seven um, years later? Seven years later, I am working on a stop motion film called Battery Life. Um, and it is about, it's a little bit about my exodus from religion. Wow. Okay. Um, and some of my, some of my thoughts on religion are, are in the, are in the film. It's okay. About, is it like a, like a metaphor or is it very direct or? Uh, it's pretty direct. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I think it, it could be, it could be taken metaphorically as well. Um, and I have a feeling that in some cases it will, it will be, um, by the other party. Okay. Um, that seems to be the trend, like, cause it's never their, their religion is never the problem. It's the other ones. Okay. And I'm saying that the minds, part of saying it's like kind of the mindset's the problem. Um, but it's about this, uh, family of robots who uh the, the father's the main character and uh the movie opens up this ch- chapter is online already you can see um and he uh is running with his son who's wounded and then he um drops him off at his at his mother and has to go and uh try and find a new battery for him and he goes to the only place he knows where to go which is the church and uh doesn't really work out for him to get a new one he comes back to find that the mom has um put the battery in her son, her battery in her son okay. and sacrifices herself. And the whole, then the journey is, um, to find a new battery to unite the family again. Okay. That's essentially. pretty intense. Yeah. It's uh, that's a really good idea. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's definitely, it's dramatic for sure. Yeah. That's a good um, word for it. Yeah. Which is funny because they're like little, they look like little toys. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, so. I, I watched what you had online. Oh, Cool. It's rad. Thank you. It's super rad. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's been a long road. It's really impressive. Thank you. Um, it's been really hard. I would fucking imagine. <laughs> it's like, it is easily the hardest thing that I've ever done. Well, you're you're doing it. Hmm. No, it's. I was watching it and I was like really impressed. Like this looks really really good. And I've dabbled in like video and stuff because i do all my own videos for my music and things yeah. like that and i understand video editing and filming and how it works and everything that goes into it and watching it, i was just like holy shit <laughs> i need to watch it again because when i watched it i think i was looking more at like all of the technical aspects of it uh, and not just taking in the story yeah it's really hard for me now to like listen to music or watch a movie and be able to separate myself from the creative process oh, of it's, it. Oh, it's, it's nearly impossible. But it, it's also part of what makes you fall in love with it. Yeah. Even more, because you see that, like, when, if you, especially if you know the process, you know what goes into, uh, all, all the work that goes into it, you can just, you're like, man, like, that looks cool, and I don't, maybe that you know how they did it, or you don't know how they did it, but either way, like, if I do know how, then, like, man, I can't believe they pulled it off, and that's sweet. Yeah, and it I also a mystery. makes it worse, though, because there's some things that I see, and I feel jaded when I watch them, because mm-hmm. it's like, they didn't fucking do anything. Why is this a big deal? Why do people oh, care sure. about this? And it's sure. like, because people, the common person doesn't appreciate, like, the craft behind it. It's yeah. just, it's the end product. Yeah. It's right. like, it. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's, it is a, it's a content. For me, I think it's it's come cl- uh, more to like what is what are these people saying, and yeah. like in in their simplicity. I used to uh, get very upset about like like people making films on their iPhones and things like that. And now uh, I'm more like I'm really into the ideas of like using whatever means you have to create something. Yeah. Um, there's no like there's no there's no proper way to do art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I, I agree with that. I think it's more or less, I think I just get jaded when I see something that I feel isn't like very genuine. 
Oh, sure. That a lot of people are embracing. And it's like, you know, it think, it doesn't happen so much with film, but a lot with like music. Like people that put out something that's just kind of like thoughtless. But yeah. like, I guess that kind of stuff does cater to a certain crowd though, because there are people that like music on a very surface level it's, thing. It's not like something that they're not looking for a message. They don't want to like relate and connect the music to their life. It's just like, I just want to bob my head and party. Yeah. I guess I, I find I run into issues with art for the sake of art, I suppose with where you're doing it just to do it and you're not. And the expression is just in the fact that art is being made. Yeah. And while I, I love art and I, I love, I love the, the, the express people expressing themselves. And so when you just throw something on a canvas and call it art or something with, and you can't explain it, anything beyond that is just, well, art or it's just to bob your head or something. Yeah. I kind of get, I get a little lost. I yeah. think, um, cause I want to feel like I want to, I want to empathize with you. Like when I, when I see your art or I hear your art, I want to understand you more. Okay. Uh, and I, and if I don't, maybe I'm just missing something. That's totally, totally possible. <laughs> I yeah. might just be, uh, it might just completely go over my head. Um, but in other cases, I wonder if you're expressing properly. Yeah. I mean, maybe they are, maybe it's just not just cause it doesn't reach you. Doesn't right, mean sure. it's not reaching somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my experience is only my, is my experience. So if you, we haven't shared any of the same experiences, then I'm probably not going to be able to yeah. relate to you. I had this really, like, when I first started getting really into making music, like 16, 17, I was working at Taco Bell at the time. Yeah. And I worked with this kid there who, he didn't do music. He would, like, rap every once in a while, just, like, spit a verse or something. And, like, okay. one day we're bullshit talking. And I'm like, I just don't know, like about my music or if people were going to like it or whatever. And he said like the smartest shit that I've ever heard anybody say. He was like, dude, there's people who don't like the Beatles. <laughs> and I was like, my brain exploded. I was like, holy shit, you're right. I don't like the Beatles, but like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, you know, it's not going to connect with everybody and you right. need to figure that out like that's, right uh, away. That's totally true. I think it's like, that was fucking 10 years ago almost. And I'm still thinking about that all the time. Anytime yeah. I feel like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. It's like, well, right. You just have to just do it and hope yeah, people find it. Yeah, I mean, can't... some of it does just totally come down to taste. So, like, me saying that, like, well, I don't think that's art is just, that's bullshit. Like, I'm saying stupid things because <laughs> somebody else could totally be like, that is profound. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and who, who am I to say that it's not? Like, it's profound to your experience. So, so take that as profound. Yeah, it gets really hard. Who knows? It's like religion. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm a, I'm a judgmental <laughs> piece of shit. Who's just like, no, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you need to find the right balance between that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's, there's definitely. I mean, you want to be confident in, in your abilities and your ideas. I think, but not, uh, I guess, pompous. Yeah. If you're all like, oh, I suck. Like nobody, nobody's like, looking for that person. That's like super self defeating. Right. <laughs> Right, but nobody uh, wants to be around the guy that's always right. Yeah. So you gotta find that you gotta find that balance in there somewhere. Okay, so battery life. You finished the first chapter of it, mm -hmm. right? How do you have like a plan with how long this is gonna be? Like how many chapters it's yeah, gonna be? Yeah, it's looking like four. Okay. Um and they're all gonna be this one was only a minute. Um, but it's like the it's the perfect intro to it. Um it it's it's the hook, I suppose. Yeah. So every, every other thing after this is going to be about three minutes long. Okay. Um, so. How long is that going to take? Uh, <laughs> how long is that going to take? Uh, we're hoping to be done shooting in April. Okay. That's the goal. Okay. So. Um, Does, is, in that process, is shooting take longer than editing? Or are they yeah, equal? Okay. Definitely. I mean. Um, how do you edit a stop motion film? Do you just like, do you put it into a, like a typical like a video editing software do you what yeah. do you use yeah so um we shoot it in a in a in a program called dragon frame okay um and it's a stop motion program uh it's which is a great program okay so it's a, there there are programs for stop, for motion. stop motion okay yeah, and this is the primary one like it's the 
it's really all there is. Like they shot a. So it's like the final cut or Adobe Premiere. Yeah, they shot um, what's it? They shot Paranorman. Okay. On it, they're shooting Box Trolls on it. Um, it's and it's like really affordable too. It's not like a you're not shelling out like a couple thousand dollars for this. It's like two hundred and fifty bucks. That's not bad. No, and it comes with a controller and all this stuff. It's really really great. Cool. Um, but no, we edit it in Premiere. Okay. Um, but what's fun is we sh- we're shooting it in uh in 5k raw so it's it's five times hd okay um but because we're doing it on dslrs with individual f- frames how big are each of those photos like what's the file size on those well, like 25 megs holy shit yeah yeah it's 20 yeah it's about 20 megapixels um in raw so it's just like crazy so and you shoot 24 24 those a second okay and, uh, so I'm just trying to understand the process here. So in Dragon Frame, that kind of lays everything out as far as the stop motion goes. Yeah. And then like you would like convert that to whatever video file and then put that into Premiere. Yeah. So do we, your effects or whatever. Yeah, we have that as like an image sequence. So okay. We, um, and the image sequence goes into Premiere. But what's fun is you can like zoom in to it because there's so much information that like we can zoom in up to five times and get like oh and it still looks solid and it still yeah. looks solid. So, which is yeah, uh, that probably gives you a lot of room to play around and not have to move yeah. cameras around so much. You can kind of like get your composition right digitally post. Yep, okay. that's pretty much uh, that's been how these couple scenes have been going. And like we have a, uh, a director of photography who's like sets everything up. So we usually stick within like what he, his ideas are um, and what his setups are. But like we'll like for example, there's a run sequence in it, and it cuts back to this run sequence. It is, but it's just the same loop. But we cut in on like the legs, and then we cut in on the chest, and then we cut it like. Oh, out. okay. So like we're showing it the same thing. Yeah, I remember time. that's on the first chapter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. It looked really good. Holy cool. shit! Cool. But yeah. so yeah, you just went through. Basically, it was all one frame of photos, and then you just zoomed in and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's clever. There's little yeah, little tricks like that that are getting us by, uh, because, it's just the process is heinous and. Uh, being at like getting how we spend there was one shot in particular in the first chapter when uh they trade the boy off yeah um that is probably 40 shots 40 frames so it's about about like a second two-thirds something like that that took us about eight and a half to nine hours (laughs) um holy shit yeah because it was just an intricate crazy yeah uh some of them we got like we got seven seconds in like six hours the one time because the, it was just a simpler thing and like there were some pauses in the shot so like you do you'll pause for a second that's twenty four frames okay of, of nothing moving yeah but then like and then movement starts and so, uh yeah little techniques that help us stretch we're like always trying to say can we get another second in there like, yeah because <laughs> it's just, I, I I would I would imagine so yeah. Do you do a lot of uh, stuff like any After Effects or yeah? Any? Okay, that's what pays the bills. Okay, um, so I do like motion graphics work. I meant for the the stop motion. Oh, for stuff. the stop motion stuff. Yeah. Um, or do yeah, you try that's... to keep it like as? No, I. It's all. Um, we we did we were that was pretty post heavy. Okay, um, a lot of green screen work in that because we just can't afford big sets. Oh yeah, or totally. Things like that. So like you use resources we have we have a great uh the guy that's on post uh luke he owns um Mothlight creative which is a production company in town okay and uh he's doing all the post work for how it. many people are involved in the in the project at least a dozen okay yeah i don't think i've ever actually counted <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> but a, like, we got a, a a decent little crew of people though yeah i mean it's it's uh there are three people that took three people outside of me to do the puppets. We have one guy who uh, designed them and then he assembles them. I have another friend who is an electrical engineer who wires the eyes into, cause those are all. Oh, so all that, all that stuff is, they actually light up. They actually have they... eyes that okay. light up and stuff. Uh, and that's how they talk with the, the blinking lights. Okay. So yeah. We wired up LEDs into that and then you control them from a computer, um, which I can't believe worked. but it did um and then we have a guy that makes hands for us okay um so there's three three dudes on that and then i do all the detailing so like all the making them look rusty and stuff okay so before prior to the stop motion thing did you do any other 
film projects? Actually, I know you have. I just want you to talk about. Yeah, them. yeah. I made a, um, <laughs> I made a, a feature documentary um, with my friends Jeff Eddings and uh, Bobby Lavalle. Okay. Uh, on uh, competitive marble shooting in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we did that. It, it went to a music festival in New Jersey, and, or a music fe- film festival in New Jersey, and uh, that was pretty cool. It was that was a fun. It was like a really heavy learning experience for me. Yeah, what what sparked that? That seems uh, pretty. Jeff's kids played competitively. Okay. So um, and made it to like, and these two kids that we were following made it to nationals, and the kid won. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that, is that all in the documentary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it yeah. unfortunately. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you a DVD. Okay. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would like to check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, that was like my first big project out of college um that i really wanted to try and pursue i did a bunch of music videos too for like yeah uh local bands like i, I did one with trevor for worn out tigers when yeah. he was in that band uh which was a lot of fun um for my band in the wake of giants i did we did two um like a bunch of promo videos and things yeah. like that so i was always running around with the camera doing something okay <laughs> so. and then what sparked the stop motion idea um that's a good I want. I don't know where that. You mean like just doing stop motion in general? Yeah, like like. Okay. I don't know. Was it like your idea? Like, hey, I want to start. I want to do this thing. Or did you have? Were some of the other people mm. that involved in the project like, hey, we have this idea. Do you want to be involved? Oh, okay. So, um, actually, in Mibsters, the documentary, okay. I did a um, I did a, a small stop motion piece about the rules. So I made like a, a sandbox and uh, I I rigged a camera above it and I shot like all these marbles um uh moving around and then we narrated it and that was my first jump into it and then a friend of mine uh josh lapetta did um he, he was like hey I, I heard that you did some stop motion i want to i want to do stop motion i hear you have a studio space uh, i want to do this stop motion film for my senior thesis and i was like yeah man absolutely like um and i think it was weird because somebody had told him that i had done it and i think i i don't even think i had done that project yet that stop motion one but somebody like I'd been talking about it and somebody told him uh, that, so I, was, that like... I was like really into it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not really into I mean, I I think it's cool and I want to be involved. Yeah. For sure. So like when he said, Where's your studio space? Like, can can I do this here? I was like, Yeah, man, absolutely. So I ended up uh I edited that film for him and uh we helped him with some like different effects shots and lighting. Um and it turned out amazing. It's an amazing piece. Uh he he spent like a year, a year and a half on it um all diy made all the stuff himself um the story is about him dealing with his dad dying wow um and it's just it's got so much heart it's absolutely magnificent okay it's beautiful so and is that it. available uh yeah it's online um, okay it, he won best young director at Cannes film really yeah wow super cool and you like, were involved in that yeah yeah um i had the, the the pleasure of being involved in that it was the first project that wasn't my own that I felt like was mine. Okay, what's that called? Uh, Fade. Fade. Yeah, yeah. Anybody should go watch that film immediately yeah. and bring some tissues. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. It gonna... is a it is a moving a moving piece for sure. It's awesome. Really good. I remember hearing about Mipsters when because Matt and Dave did the soundtrack stuff. Yeah, right? which was a blast. Like and they did such a good job. Yeah, I remember hearing a lot of this stuff when they were recording and I'd be over mats and like, it was just, it was so diverse and like, yeah, real it was wacky. all over the place. It was super <laughs> whack. We had all these crazy ideas and, uh, and yeah, they, they did, they would always, I'd be like, I want something that is kind of electronic and weird and, uh, kind of jokey. And he'd be like, all right, now you this like, boop, 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 like weird sounding eight uh-huh. bit track. And I'd be like, yes, throw it in. Fuck it. <laughs> like, let's do it. This sounds great. And they the, and then he did some great harmonica stuff and it was just yeah a lot of a lot of collaboration which i like i like to see people uh come together and make projects yeah i went through a phase for a while i still kind of have this problem where i have this like if you want something done right do it yourself kind of mentality but oh yeah the problem is that i only have so much time to do so much true so it's cool because i i've learned how to do a lot of stuff because of this mentality yeah. like I want to record okay. my own music. I want to make my own videos. I want to make my own merch and yeah. all this stuff. But I'm starting to finally come around and 
figure out the creative benefits of working with other people. Oh, for like sure. with Sykes, like how I got the band now. At yeah. first, it went from me like writing everything and like this is what you're gonna play to now where it's like I'm leaving open spaces yeah. and I'm like, what do you think? And like working with people as a whole and it's like making the process better. I feel like yeah, not just music but anything like artistic does really thrive from having using the best ideas of a group of people to make like, oh. this one grand oh, thing. Oh my god. Yeah, you're speaking my language, man. Like yeah. as a uh like that's what I think a, a a film director's job is 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 to be able to bring people into a project and get them to believe in it and then if they believe in it then they want to put forth their best effort and then you'll you'll cult you can cultivate this like really excellent experience of, of yeah. people coming together to make something crazy because I couldn't there's just no way Battery Life would be what it is without the dozen or so people that like have been like I believe in this and I want this to be good totally and it's like it's amazing. Like the the film is 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 not just mine. A piece of it is mine. But uh, like it's my story, and it's and it was my original idea. But like when you see the sets and the robots, and you hear the voices and the sound design and the music, and you look at it and you go, "That was like, all." There's yeah. so many people are like like throwing things in that I just would not have ever imagined. So like uh, our our DP Jordan Sarah, he would just like throw up this harsh light and just backlight the fuck out of the characters. And they just like have this glow about them. And we ended up like color balancing things backwards by accident one day. And we were like, this is how our movie's going to look like <laughs> this is so cool. Uh, happy and, accidents. Are yeah, awesome. Yeah. And then um, like our, the guy that says our score, Paul, uh, Paul Zito, he was like, I accidentally made this beat and I think that it's going to work for the film. And so he sends me the beat and I'm like, I, this is nothing like what I had in mind, but this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's great. And that, if it was just me, it would have been mediocre at best. I really like the concept. Another thing I'm getting into more recently is not overthinking things mm -hmm. and trying to like worry too much about like, is this right? Or is this wrong? I just kind of go off of gut feelings constantly. Yeah. So if I'm working on psych stuff and somebody has this, like, oh, I was thinking this for the guitar part. Like, no, 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 no. I hear it. Yeah. Okay. Go. Let's move yeah. on. Instead of like, just like, eh, try something else. A little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. It's like, if it feels right, I just go with it and move yeah. on and just, yeah. like, just keep going instead of, I mean, to an extent, there's it's a, like, well, there's a, there's a balance for sure. Like, yeah. I, I think that people, uh, like you don't want to just take every single thing that's thrown at you because then you're not yeah. doing anything, but you also you need to assemble something with right. some sort of craft. Yeah. But I think that I know some people personally who I think overthink things to a point that they end up getting nothing done and okay. they really hold themselves back for right. their craft that almost doesn't exist because they're not there's yeah. no output especially well, as a as independent artists too you have to you have to be putting things out yeah you just it, no one's gonna like you you have and you have the internet at your disposal where like you can promote your stuff and get it out to not just like people in pittsburgh or wherever you are but to the entire world and if you don't have anything to show then like then no one can watch or listen sure and so i suppose so yeah do like put stuff out and then I guess I, I can relate to that where I like in, in my animation I do in my spare time for fun. Like I will just like throw some stuff on Instagram or throw some stuff on Vimeo and be like, oh, I played with this today. Check this out. But when it comes to like my, my, my film, it is a little bit, it's a lot more meticulous. However, if I wanted everything to be perfect and I would stop production because one thing is off, I would never get. Oh, no. Nothing could happen because everything goes wrong when what I do all of the time. There's just no <laughs> getting around. Like, we'll be getting ready to shoot, and, like, part of her, like, the character's arm will just, like, pop off. And I'll be like, god damn it. And I'll have to, like, I could just let let that set in glue for, like, six hours. But I know that, like, a little hidden tape will, like, oh, yeah. do the job just Compromise. Fine. Yeah, you. but knowing when to. Like, yeah. there are certain things you can't compromise on when you're making things. Yeah, because it's going to set you back even more in the right. long run. Right, knowing, like, there's a, yeah, it's a hard balance to find, man. Because there's those things in the back of your head that you're, like... I see that there's something wrong there and I could say something now and then we can fix it. And it'll be better. Or I'll just watch it be shitty forever <laughs> after okay. I put out the final product or, uh, 
knowing that you're not going to get anything done. Or, like, maybe with film, like, you are, like, really struggling to get a shot done, and, like, you are trying to talk yourself out of convincing yourself that you can fix it in post or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. You know, fixing like... post is the scariest thing anybody could ever <laughs> utter on set. <laughs> Those words are terrifying. Sure, I'm thinking it's probably a lot harder with film, too. Just because there's... Uh, I mean, my main thing that I work with is music. Sure. And there's a lot of... It's a lot easier to... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It's a lot easier to fix things, I guess, with an audio file than a video file. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a, uh, if you have a shot and there's like something there that's not supposed to be there, oh, the, the thing yeah. that you need to do to get rid of it is a lot harder than, than what it would take to like taken it out in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. Getting attention to detail is like our, our post guy, like we have to have our characters on rigs to move them around. And so when we have wide shots, like you see rigs in the frame, but he has to rotoscope them out. So like we've, we found some better ways to go about doing that to make it less hard for him. But, uh, some of it's unavoidable. Do you think that as you go forward through like these battery life chapters, it's going to get quicker? Like, are you figuring out like tricks to help you move things through faster or, um, we're more confident. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah, this is like our our third attempt at at releasing something. So like we faked it twice, I think. <laughs> like the first event that like we, we throw events every time that we release something. Uh, and it's funny because like seventy people will show up to watch like forty five seconds of oh okay of animation, which is fast, which is like it's fascinating and and really encouraging because it's like I'm giving you like a minute, and like <laughs> you're you're coming out to this event to watch a minute. Yeah, and thanks like that's <laughs> like usually you want at least like a half an hour of material and we give you like we, we'll do like a seven minute behind the scenes or something beforehand but like they're really coming for that like well i'm sure that the people that are coming understand they're probably people that, oh you know, yeah people definitely. who are involved people who are involved and we and, and some people that we don't know either who just like the project which yeah. is really well, exciting probably friends with people that are yeah definitely know, so definitely but it's just I, i'll stand back and be like all this planning and all this stuff for 45 yeah. seconds of whatever but uh, we're gonna. So we, we released three so far, and like the first two just uh, are now no longer on the internet. And because like they what don't, were they? They, don't look, they were parts of. They were like like they're like our first runs at trying of, to do of trying to make the film. Okay. Uh, so like we would release little chapters and or little uh, scenes. So uh, we did one um, last last March. Okay, so were these variations of chapter one, or was this like it was, something different? It was something different. I mean, th this project has been evolving for the two years it's been being made. Okay. Um, like, the the two scenes that we shot before, I've cut out of the script um, because they don't, it doesn't belong anymore. Okay. Um, so we did the first, the first thing, and it, and it did pretty well, Like, but we were shooting at a different frame rate, and uh, it was really dark. We didn't really know how we wanted to light it. And it was a different puppet. And you're, so you're shooting at 24? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were shooting at 12 before. and um, Okay, so would that be like more choppy? Yeah, it's a little more choppy. Okay. And you, uh, you, so you take two frames for every movement. Um, and it works. Like, Fantastic Mr. Fox does it for some scenes. And some other uh, stop motion guys have done it too. It, it really depends on what you're... What style... It's a style choice. Okay. And so we... Did, ended up doing some tests in 24 and we were like we like this better okay like, so this matches our story is fantastic mr fox in different like frame rates for different scenes mm -hmm. okay yeah uh I, th I think it's the wider ones are in 12 and the closer ones. is that something 20. that like you can watch now and you can tell watching yeah. it mm -hmm. yeah uh because when you spend <laughs> you spend like seven hours looking at 24 frames over and over oh and over yeah again, yeah you know you start to see how things how things work because <laughs> you're looking at that so meticulously totally so um yeah we released another one and then it just wasn't quite how we wanted it to be um and then i cut it from the script and then we finally what i think what really did it was um we finally decided like this is what we're doing this is what we're going for with this project was uh our set designer um i designed and did the the first set and with a a couple, a couple other people, um, and it turned out all right. And then this guy was like, "I want to try this," and I was like, "Yep, try it, man, go for it." And he goes, "Okay," and he made the most immaculate set that I've ever seen. It's, <laughs> okay, it's beautiful and it's brilliant. And he's working on one now for the the interior of the cathedral. That's 
it's it's going to be um, like eight feet long, like six wow. feet wide, and like with the set and the table that it's on, like fourteen feet high. Like it's a monster, and there's just and that's when when we were like, well, this is this is what this needs to be. This is great. And then like I said, the the color the color change and uh, we just so we you, like hit this. Mark. So you are figuring it out. Like I didn't I didn't realize yeah. that there was already two sort of things that had happened prior mm-hmm. to chapter one. So you've yeah. already been going through this trial and error. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. And uh, we, we set, we sort of set a standard for ourselves and we didn't really know what that was when we said it. We were like, you know, we're not going to settle for something that we don't want because we know we're putting time into this. Like we've been working on this project for two years Yeah. and we have two minutes of footage shot. Okay. Uh, so it'll be a total of probably two and a half. Um, by the time we're done, it just took a long time to get the ball rolling. Now that the ball's rolling, it's really rolling, which is great. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> just took a long time to get that started. Um, so now that we, we didn't know what we wanted, but we knew we wanted something like something sure. that stood out to us. And we, like we, after a lot of practice and a lot of trial and error, and then a little bit of stumbling and a little bit of luck, <laughs> we, we were like, this is it. This, cool. This is it. So. After battery life, do you have any ideas for? Pro- are you working on anything else right now? Do you mm. have anything you want to do? Uh, I or are you just? I, I have like thirty projects at, the, at a time all the time because I just can't. You can't say no. I can't say no. It's <laughs> yeah. not that I. I can say no, but I can't say no to projects that I like. Yeah. Okay. You know? Like totally. If, if someone's like, "Hey, I have this idea for something. Do you want to do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds sweet. <laughs> like, absolutely, yeah. I want to do that." And then you know. Two weeks later, you're stabbing yourself. Yeah, why, why did I do this? <laughs> right, and it's always worth it when you finish it. Oh, totally. So, uh, but when you're in the shit, it's oh like, yeah, it's hard. Um, that's a good question. Like, I want to have. I have a couple short um, animation ideas. Okay, so you're getting really into animation and away from like. It seems to be that way. Okay, I, it was a total accident, but it just happened. And what it, kind of animation stuff? More stop motion stuff, or um. Potentially, if I I, I want to go wherever the story takes me. Okay. Um, I've dabbled in three D and uh, done quite a bit in like 2D. CGI stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Is that something that you animate, or do you have uh, you'd work with other people? Ideally, I'd work with other people because they're way better at it than I am. Okay. Um, but I know enough about how it works, I think, to be able to be involved as far as like how to. I really like figuring things out, like figuring out ways to. Because animation is such a broad spectrum. Like, there's not just... It's not just, like, Snow White and hand-drawn stuff. It's not just stop-motion. It's not just CGI. Like, you can combine all kinds of crazy techniques to get motion in, yeah. in different ways. Um, motion and, from things that are... Like, it, to animate objects that are inanimate. Yeah, In whatever right. way. Yeah, yeah and, and um, whether it's digitally or uh, there's actually a material that you're using... Um, I just, I like that. I like, that's what, that's what I like the most about it. And I can't draw either. Okay. Like, I love animation and I love animating, but I can't draw. It's like, how do you animate if you can't draw? It's like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for, you know? So, um, by using different digital tools and, um, things that, I don't know. I want to tell a good story. Uh, I have some, um, Instagram has been really grabbing my attention as far as like potential for media. Okay. Um, I want to do an Instagram series, like cartoon series or something like little 15 second. Is that the, the time limit that you have on an Instagram video? Yeah, 15, 15 seconds. seconds. Um, so I, I want to try some stuff in that realm. I have a couple ideas for, uh, ridiculous cartoons that I want to try to do. Okay. Just stuff that's more fun. Not so dramatic. It's right. battery life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, not so dramatic. I think, I think I'll still be making some statements, Okay. Um, but I don't think it's not going to be as, uh, this is, yeah, Battery Life was like my emotional piece. Okay. I think, uh, for sure. The weight on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how, in some cases, how I... <laughs> perhaps. Uh, in some cases, the way I see how the world is, and in some cases, the way I would like to, I would like the world to be. Um, but, yeah. I've got some other, some other ideas. I, yeah. Yeah, it'll happen when it happens. Yeah. Have you ever considered scoring any of your own stuff? Or is um, this like, you like working with other people? My, my, my friend Paul is just way better at it than I am. Okay. Just so much better at it. And um, 
because I've, I've done so I, I did it in college I, I scored my own my own stuff um and they t it would turn out uh pretty cool but he just has so much more capability and so much more knowledge and uh and he we communicate really well and so like we can usually get something just leagues above what i'm ever capable of doing <laughs> yeah it helps where it's like one less thing to worry about and then when you get it it's better than it would yeah. have been if you did it in the first place right. so yeah it's, yeah it's it like... allows you to focus on other things that's the problem with me when i'm trying to have total control over every single element of like a recording this like writing the song to recording the song to figure out what i want to do for the video for the song to direct directing it to editing it to promoting it it's yeah. like it's all filtering through me mm -hmm. and it's like fuck you know it's like it's almost impossible to put 100 percent of myself into all of those steps uh are you a true detective fan did you watch that show? no i haven't uh, there's a quote where he says life's life's too short to even get good at one thing okay you know <laughs> it's uh that that resonated with me because it's like you and as as you uh, progress as an artist, you realize that like you want to be continually getting better and and continually growing and, and producing better work. And um, I think that you like you have a limit as to what you are capable of doing. And if you bring in other people, that expands your lim your limit. Yeah, like immensely. So um, that's why I like I like collaboration. Um, and being able to communicate and making sure that you got to make sure everybody is happy and getting fulfilled, but also trying to like get them to be on the same page that you are. Yeah. It's a hard balance for sure, but it's fun and incredibly rewarding when you have like, when you have something to celebrate with people. Oh like, yeah. That's just the, that's, that's some of the most beautiful aspects of being a human being uh -huh. is just finishing something with somebody else and celebrating that together because you bond with them like you haven't bonded with anybody else because you guys worked on that project and you guys finished it together yeah it's beautiful there's this thing with me and whenever i release stuff i'm pretty selfish with everything that i do mm -hmm. in the sense that i'm not really like concerned about like getting it out. i want to get it out to people but if it doesn't resonate with people it doesn't bother me that much okay because I look at the project as like my experiences recording it and the people that I worked with doing it. And it's like, that's more important to me than yeah. like the process of doing something is like more important to me than the final product of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Which becomes a problem because I have a hard time promoting my music. Like <laughs> the album it's done. Like I, well, that, I finished that a couple years ago, but I finished the album and then I just wanted to go on to move it. Like, what project am I going to oh. work on next? It's like, I like the creative process yep. and I hate there. like the promoting process. Yeah. I just don't want to like, yeah. I want to talk to people. I want people to know it's a thing, but it like, that's time taken away from me, like doing more cool stuff. Right. And that's the stuff that I like to do. Right. Sure. Sure. I, I, uh, I was like that with, I was definitely like that with music. Uh, our, my band was definitely like that too. We were like, okay, we've recorded these songs. We've got these songs and now we've, done our record release and now everyone wants to hear these songs but we just want to play other stuff <laughs> like yeah we've been working on new things i think like music and film are a little bit different in that where like film it like it requires a lot more attention yeah for to for somebody to see like sh if you want to show somebody something that you did they have to like really sit down and they have no choice but to become immersed in it because it's stimulating a lot of scent like a uh, senses like visual and yeah. hearing and Music is a lot different. It's so much easier to just like uh, listen to half a song on your phone while you're like somewhere like, oh, somebody posted something. You listen to 30 seconds of it. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. But, so it's real easy for people to kind of be aware of it and then forget about it. But with a uh, film, maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is a little bit different. Um, depending on your, I mean, depending on the medium, I suppose. I guess. As well. Like, cause there's also short form. But it still does require like. Well, yeah, there's short film. There's and... visual. There's visual and audio. So like, you need to be like, hey, can you watch this for a second? Okay. And I guess it also like you could compare like a film screening to like a, a band performance. So maybe yeah. I'm a little like yeah, off true. in my thought. I don't know. I just think that music's hard. I guess too. There's a lot more people in bands than people that are making films too. Perhaps, yeah. At least, at least on a local Seeming, level. Yeah, on a local level, for sure. There's there's not... Um, like, how many... It's a small pool. Well, I mean, like, how many times have you met somebody 
that plays guitar versus how many times have you met somebody that's stop motion animation. Yeah, I don't meet anybody. <laughs> you know, so... I feel like I've met the only other person in Pittsburgh that does that. <laughs> so there aren't any... You don't know any other people in the city that are doing quite... No, I mean, uh, Josh, who did Fade, uh, is... He has some stuff that I think he's, like, in pre-production for. Okay. Um, but, no, that there's nobody else. I don't know. Like, I, I do... I, I search stuff on on like Twitter and Instagram and, and the internet and like to see what other to people see if there's any other like indie stop motion projects happening and there's not much going on. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is crazy. Um, well, I get, maybe it's not crazy. I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not crazy. Would you, uh, ever want to work for like a bigger film company if the opportunity um, came to you? Uh, yes, because of the resources. Sure. For sure. I, I, Just to like... I'd love to, I would love to work on something on a, on a big scale. Uh, cause this project is, is the scale of it is, is massive and it's the biggest undertaking that I've ever done. And, um, we're shooting in, we're shooting in two different studios. Uh, one that's being built now while we're shooting, um, this other scene. And then sometimes the, like at some points there's post happening while we're animating while, sets being built you well know, that, like, you need to do stuff. that yeah there's yeah. tons of stuff going on but i would love but it's always after hours yeah because you, know? you still do the day job yeah I'm still about the day job and um i would i would love to work for uh like be in charge of a project for a studio doing stop motion uh where i could really dedicate my my time to it yeah rather than like because now i'm I, I do i do freelance video work now and it's like I have to spend. A, I have to dedicate a lot of time searching for work and then doing work. So is that um, all you're doing now? Uh, yeah, right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's like uh, I I was very uh successful in the spring and then summer, not much work, but hopefully it'll pick up soon. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's just how has uh the battery life project been treating you financially? <laughs> <laughs> not well. I imagine it's not, not well. like a cheap thing to no. build the sets and the equipment and stuff. Um, no, <laughs> like I I, uh, I run a studio in um, across from the food co-op. Okay. Um, and in the East End. Yeah, okay. yeah, like uh, Point Breeze. Okay, so that's by like Construction Junction. And all that? Basically, same like exact same area. Okay, right there, uh, like a block away from that. And I we have I have like seven or eight tenants that rent out of my space okay um so that so that we can make this movie so um which has been an interesting that's that's interesting too just having people like just t constantly people coming in and out of that like oh hey man i'm moving out hey i'm moving in like crazy like bands practicing there there are schedules and there's painters and um all, all kinds of stuff so that's been so i i having other people in a space that i'm working in helps with that a little bit but the puppets are not cheap like it's like uh they probably once we're done with everything they're about 500 bucks a pop wow so <laughs> and uh we're we're retiring one here in two more shots she's done like why do they just like so. the wear and tear of moving the, the parts no like, like there's no more work for her in the film oh <laughs> so i think uh. she'll be in like two she'll be in two other shots um but like she's not moving so like she'll be done, and then and then that prop is just that's it's just, just there. It's just a five hundred dollar action figure. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what's fun about about this too. The set like the sets we did. Um, there's the the miniature for the cathedral that that we green screened into the uh, to the end of the piece, and you see it like zooms in on it, right? Yeah. Um, he spent about a month building that, and uh, we set it up. So, so a month to build it, about. Uh, uh, eight hours and like about an eight hour setup to like get it right to shoot one shot, done. Yeah, like done. That's it. Yeah, it's on it's, screen uh, for thirty seconds. Yeah, it's the thing that sucks about what I wish I could like convey better to people with like music and anything that I do is like everything that goes into it. The stuff that I love, I wish more people were aware of it mm -hmm. when they see it. Because yeah. nobody that, like, really watches your film is going to see that shot and, like, think about 
the month it was spent right. building that and like all of yeah. the work. Yeah. Um, what's an interesting thing about um, like some of the bigger stop motion films, um, like the new one, Box Trolls, that's coming out in September, um, and then Fantastic Mr. Fox, like that just released a Criterion collection, and the trailers have behind the scenes in them. Oh, really? Because people seem to be like really into all the intricacies. So there's going to be a Criterion for Fantastic Mr. Fox. I, I think it just it came out in March. Fuck! Or something. I gotta buy that. Yeah, I gotta get that too. It's got like hours of behind the scenes stuff, and I'm like, hold, there's so much knowledge in there. There's no resources for stop motion online. Like, there's like three websites that sell stuff that uh, and hardly anything anywhere else. I imagine about it's, how to do. Stuff. I guess it's just a pretty small community. Do you know if there's yeah. any like indie stop motion film festivals or anything like there's that? There's like I don't I don't know about stop motion. I, there, there's animation ones and like so like stop motion will get can get into the animation ones. Like we we got a uh, we got asked <laughs> when the finished product is done to be a part of this motion festival. Um, they saw like the first forty five seconds. They're like, "Do you want to be in our thing?" And I was like, "We don't have a movie, <laughs> but yeah, uh, give me like if you want me." Talk to me in like nine months. And yeah. then we'll, we'll totally screen it. It'll be sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a small. I, I think it's a really small community. Um, I wonder if the all of the quote unquote benefits of technology have like pushed the idea of stop motion away because you could get the stop motion look, but cheat it. Like don't don't do it. Like just mm. do it all CGI, but make yeah. it choppy or yeah yeah uh there's i'm sure there are there are ways to... or do like a, a cgi animation that's like just animate the images and then yeah. yeah 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 um there's a i mean like i think i like i said before there's just depends on how you want it to look i, I don't think that you can get the exact stop motion look from cgi i think it's it is yeah i mean it would of... just be like a. It would be like a flip book of sorts. Yeah, I mean, I guess sure. stop motion is like a flip book All of sorts. Are really... um, yeah, if you want to get super technical. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you could like, you know, take like fully animated. Uh, thing. I don't. I don't. I, I lack the words that I'm looking for. Okay. But I th yeah, it wouldn't look the same because it's you could tell if something's animated. Yeah. Or if it's like. A picture of something whether it's clay or robots or something yeah. like that and i mean we have a lot of digital effects in in our movie and um it's it's funny i i talked to i've had a couple conversations with people who've like oh i've wanted to do a stop motion film and she's like i want to do it then they say i want to do it all without digital work like because that's like what real stop motion is and i'm like yeah that's hard like not that what we're doing isn't hard but also like it's a, it's a, it is a style thing. That yeah. We're, that we're what about, I, uh, was there any like digital stuff in Nightmare Before Christmas or was that a lot they of, they might've had some green screen work in there, but it's, yeah. I think it's minimal. Yeah. I think it's minimal. It's um, pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, and you can, it's funny too. Like that was before digital stuff. Like they oh, had yeah, that's some, why I ask because it's so, yeah, they had some, uh, I think they, they were like just starting to dabble into, uh, like previewing things. Um, which is crazy. Like we, you know, we're so spoiled now with, and, and, and it's, it's, it refines the process for sure. Like those old stop motions, like, um, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Old Christmas specials and things like they're like, they're, they're crazy. And they're that they did that kind of stuff back when that wasn't even you, you're taking it on film and you couldn't see what was going on. Like yeah. you had to like, and it's working. Guess, or maybe they even like did calculations for movements. I have no idea. That's wild to me. Like we have a preview screen. Like I can sync my iPad wirelessly and like stick it in the set yeah. and like <laughs> have it be a monitor and I'll see my, I can see my hands and then I can like onion skin it. So I can see, you know, like an, uh, a lower opacity version on top to like reset things or prepare things. So like, all these, but they're tools that people in the stop motion industry invented to further the medium. Yeah. So it's, there is a, there's a physicality to it and there's also a digital aspect to it. Um, and I think you can find, if you want to get like Mr. Fox was all, was, there was no digital anything in that. Like yeah. that's, that's all backdrops and which is awesome. That's so cool. But they had the resources to do that. So like I could 
do an all uh, physical film. If you have like a hundred people working with you, sure. Yeah, or I'd have to limit myself a lot more. If I can, but if I can throw a green screen up and it can look sweet, then I want to throw a green screen up and make it look sweet. Like that's what I want to do. <laughs> Again, it's it's the uh, whatever you're trying to go for. It's the end product. Absolutely that matters the most. Absolutely, the, uh... what tells your story? Yeah, totally. It doesn't matter if you're going analog or digital. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what your story is, and if your story is good, then uh, and your medium uh, plays to your story and works to your story, mm -hmm. then I'm going to be all for it. I don't yeah. care what it is. I used to be a purist of like, well, you have to do things this way and that way. You know, you don't. You do whatever the hell you want to do as long as you're getting your story across. Totally. Totally. With you. Well. Thank you for coming over. I don't yeah, think man. I have anything else to say. All you right, got to figure right. out what you're doing in 20 years. Oh, oh God. We never got to that. Um, hopefully, I'm just getting smarter. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and progressing. I always want to be, be progressing. So I I have dreams now of making of making crazy films. Um, but I like if you would have asked me 10 years ago where I'd be in 10 years, I'd be like, I'm going to be in a rock and roll band on stage all the time. And that's not where I am at all. So hopefully uh, I just, I can be smart. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming by. Thank you. That's great. And then I'll cut it there. And cut. And that is all, folks. Thanks for listening. Justin is a pretty intense dude, right? Like, that's a lot of, a lot of information to take in. But it's awesome and inspiring and uh, if you're still listening to this I hope you took something cool from the conversation next week I will be back with another episode so you know come back if you want and yeah that's about that I am Sykes start the beat 2014 Woo! Woo! thanks for listening <laughs>